Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am your host, Robin Alexis. As a mother who has birthed two sets of twins and then buried one from each set, I'm very familiar with the shock of experiencing loss. Loss can present itself in many ways. It can be the loss of a baby, person, beloved pet, health, career, and more. How do each of us in our own unique ways cope with loss? This show is an opportunity for us to share our experiences with what we have loved and what we have lost. If you would like to be a guest on Sharing Love and Loss with me, Robin Alexis, you can email me at spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. That's spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. Please learn more about me at my website, robinalexis.com. This show is brought to you by Freedom with Joy, and you will learn more about the launch of Freedom with Joy as you listen to each show. Today's guest is Michelle, and Michelle is so brave to come and tell her story. She experienced a horrific loss of her friend, James Foley, who was murdered by terrorists on August 19th, 2014. Stay tuned as we continue with this edition of Sharing Love and Loss with me, Robin Alexis. I am Joy Ayer, and I am so happy to be sponsoring Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am also a producer of the upcoming film Eye of the Orca with Tower 15 Productions. Award-winning filmmaker Callie Gilbert invited me to join her, and now I am inviting you to join us too. Visit tower15productions.com forward slash eye of the orca to learn more. Join Mystic Radio for past lives, people, and pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Today's guest I have tremendous respect for. I have known her for decades, and she has experienced more loss in her life than anyone else I've ever known, and I'm old enough to be her mother. She has come through it in a way that I know she's going to be able to share a lot of wisdom uh, with us today about how, how do we manage to go through such intense loss and come out on the other end. So welcome, Michelle, to Sharing Love and Loss. Thank you. It's good to be here. And Michelle, I know this is your first time, you know, going public with these different experiences that you've had. So I want you to know if at any point in this conversation you get too uncomfortable, just let us know because your mental health and well-being is a priority, okay? Okay. All right. So, um, Michelle, let's go back to what was happening in your life before September 11th, uh, 2001. Um, uh, my husband and I, 
met after college, which was 96, 97. I uh, got married in 98 and uh, had our son in 2000. And you're a pretty happy lady. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, we were yeah. at a small school, working at a small school. Um, I was home with Sean. Um, what does your I husband loved. do? Uh, we work at boarding schools in the, in New England. So we were in um, Holderness, New Hampshire first at Holderness School um, for seven years, which were much more, uh, calm and happy and enjoyable and less, you know, in. Yeah. So you've got that yeah. to fall back on is that beautiful yeah. time. So yeah. where were you, where were you when you first heard about the terrorist attack on September 11th? Um, that morning I, um, had my friend Ryan, watching Sean, who I was with all the time, but um, my girlfriend lived next door and she was very cool. And I had a, a year after giving birth checkup, actually 13 months, and was driving about 25 minutes around the lake to go to my appointment with my midwife. Oh, so you were and, thinking of having another baby. Yes, we were already thinking about that. And, and when you, I'm sorry to jump in here, Michelle, but I, I think it's really important for people to know that here you were basically pretty blissed out. And mm -hmm. then you heard about September 11th terrorist attack. And how did that affect you as a conscious parent feeling safe to have more children? Uh, it was pretty, it made me hesitate um, and wonder if I should have any more um, or we should have any more. Because as I was driving, the first plane hit. And then when I got to my appointment, the second plane hit. So I had no idea. And then all I wanted to do was get back to school and see um, Pat and Sean and make, just make sure everyone was okay. Um, yeah. But it, it did make us, you know, wonder a little bit about where and, the world was going. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you were getting over that. And then what happened to some of the students at the school that you and your husband were dorm parents for? Oh, that, um, so about a year and a half later, January 14th of 2003, um, we had two of our boys in our dorm. We were in a boys dorm. Um, they were all very close. It, was, it wasn't a big dorm. And my husband was the head of house who's only 28 years old. and Sean and I and the dog had gone to my parents for the night and the boys, the two boys that were killed had walked downtown to just grab some snacks and whatever. Um, and they were hit from behind walking home by a drunk driver. I think he was also high on something. How did you as a young mom and a young wife, you know, how did you, handle that as dorm parents and are you still friends with the parents of the kids that got killed and how, how did mm -hmm. you manage all that um it was pretty hard uh, my husband was coaching um the hockey team at the time and lost one of his players weston um weston lee who were very very close with his family um, because of uh, the loss of him um, there, our daughter's godparents and Kaylee's named after mm. 
actually both the boys. I don't so, know. So, we just kind of tried to put one foot in front of the other because it was just unimaginable. And uh, so with like this un- unimaginable tragedy that you're all just getting through and you've got the, the global issues of, of terrorists like on everyone's mind and war mm-hmm. and all of that, you did obviously conceive. You're speaking about your daughter, Kaylee, and mm-hmm. you did use the names of the kids uh, with her name to help honor the, the mm-hmm. movement forward of life, shall we say. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, you have had an incredible, beautiful, extended family. And w- let's talk about what happened to you eight years ago uh, on August 19th. Um, you and your family were doing what when you found out about your friend Jim. Oh yeah. So in the summers, we um, luckily because we teach, um, we have time to visit grandparents and cousins and stuff. And middle of August, we were in New Hampshire with my parents and my sister and her boys, and we all went up with my mom and dad to where he grew up, which is in the White Mountains. It's beautiful, but it was like probably an hour and a half, two hour drive from my parents. And it was a gorgeous day. And we went um, to this place that my dad and his friends used to go when he was a kid. And um, just this natural carved out basin. Um, And you jump off the rock and it's just this deep, deep water. It's freezing, Um, but it's really, really cool. Um, So we had gone up there, all of us, to spend the day and kind of take pictures. and. uh, it was pretty much the best day we'd had in a long, you know, in a while. It was re- really significant to have gone up there with my dad and my mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. always special when you get to be with extended family and go yeah. someplace that has sacred memories that you can share uh, yeah. generationally. Now, yeah, because we did that when we were kids with my parents, too. That's why I remember yeah. doing it when I was little. Yeah. Wow. That thread of continuity is just so precious. And Mm -hmm. so that's part of the way that you had a lot of strength is that you've been able to continue to weave that thread. I know even uh, into your life uh, as it exists now. Now, back Mm -hmm. then, um, before we tell people what actually happened on that day, you had been calling me for a few years and you'd been asking me to say prayers with you. Uh, for your mm-hmm. friend Jim, so why don't you tell a little bit about what you would say to me? Um, well, Jim was a combat journalist. Um, he was captured in Libya in 2011. Um, he was released. He and three other colleagues were captured, and they were released after 44 days. Um, and then Jim came home, and he. Uh, after Gaddafi was killed, he must have thought it would be safe to go back. Um, so he went to Syria. He was a correspondent during the Syrian civil war. He went back in October of 2012. And then he was kidnapped again. Um, November 22nd was Thanksgiving Day of 2012. Wow. So this is pretty consistent that you have really strong family days because I'm assuming you were with your family on Thanksgiving and then you find out your friend Jim has been kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And then here you are 
eight years ago, having a beautiful day with your family. And then what happened that you discovered that your friend Jim wasn't just kidnapped anymore? Something else had happened. Uh, well, we came home. We went out for dinner at my brother-in-law's restaurant, which was nice. And we got home and we were just kind of settling in with my parents and my kids and turned the news on. And it was during the time it was when um, Michael Brown had been um, murdered and there was some rioting in Ferguson. So that was kind of the main story that was on. Um, and then some in like the bottom line started picking and actually before that I saw some stuff on Facebook some of my close friends posting about Jim so I kind of assumed that maybe he was um released again that was where my heart was and hoping that you know the best thing had happened and that he would be able to come home uh, but uh the bottom line started reading um things about him being murdered by ISIS. Um, and so unfortunately we were all in the, in the same room. So my daughter who was just turned 10 and my son was 14 kind of heard the news. And my husband read a headline. He looked on his phone and um, read a headline that um, Jim had been beheaded by ISIS. Oh, I've just got God bumps again, even when you say that. And I can hear that yeah. you're outdoors, Michelle. And I already know that one of the ways that you have helped manage yourself, uh, get through so much tragedy in your life, is that you do uh, spend time uh, outdoors. So I thought that was really beautiful that there were some birds <laughs> that were in the background uh, while you were telling uh, this story. And for... Uh, People who are listening, they may not have put it together yet who Jim is. And quite frankly, I hadn't put it together either That because Michelle had been telling me for several years about her friend Jim and we would pray that he would you know, be able to come home safely. And so when uh, Michelle informed me that it was James Foley, it started to get put together that we were friends with the family of James Foley. And it, it was just part of the texture of the shock of everything that happened. And, mm -hmm. and so I, I just don't know what to say to you, Michelle, to know that your lifelong friend, uh, Jim, uh, was beheaded and you find out all together with your family. I mean, how yeah. did you handle that for yourself and, and your children being so young? How did you do that? Um, well, I remember trying to call uh, my friend Katie because I was thinking I was desperately trying to hear that it wasn't true, um, but she didn't answer. And then I saw, just started seeing more posts on Facebook about him. I remember we were leaving the next day to come home and my daughter just looking so sad in the back seat. Um, now, did your kids know Jim aware. personally too? No, no, they okay. didn't. I just think they knew how sad I was and mm -hmm. how big. I mean, you don't hear that the word beheaded very often. You know, you don't even think about it, you know? No, no, Michelle, I'm so sorry. And I, I mean, and I, for one, never watched the video. And I'm sure a lot of people no. listening to this 
have seen the video of James. They took Spoli. it down pretty quickly. Oh, um, they did. Thank okay. goodness. Yeah. 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 For sure. Now I do know that um, the eighth anniversary just happened a few days ago, and thankfully, um, the person who did that to him uh, is, I understand, in jail for life. So we at least yeah. have that. Um, yeah. Two of them are are. Um, the Foley has worked very hard to um, have of the families. There were four hostages, James, um, Jim, Kayla Mueller, Stephen Sotloff, and Peter Kassig. And the families worked very hard when um, the two, they were called them the Beatles because of their British accent. There were four of them, but the two of them were captured in 2018. And the families booked pushed very hard for them to be extradited to the United States for a, a fair trial instead of just being sent um, to Guantanamo Bay. So mm-hmm. both of them now have been sentenced. Uh, the one that was sentenced on Friday, which was the eighth anniversary, is has eight life sentences. Um, so the Foley's are dealing with all of that. Um, so, Michelle, again, I mean, here we are talking about, you know, what was done politically to to get some sort of justice for the situation. But let's bring this back to you. In the days following of you discovering that your dear childhood friend uh, had this experience that was made so public, how mm. did you handle it in those days? What did you do? Um. I probably didn't handle it that well. I cried pretty much every day um, for like three months. And I didn't, I was, you know, I wasn't working then. I didn't start working until uh, a little later in the school year, which was good because I was, it was a bit of a mess and uh, that's okay. Um, Because when you're trying to uh, process something that huge and that um, devastating, I think you just need to give yourself time and space to cry or scream or do whatever um, you need to do to just try to weave this. You know, I just, I think in my head, I was thinking, okay, how do I weave this into my, you know, my fabric of my story? Or how do we all who loved him, um, how do we heal our hearts with him? you know, being taken like that. And, and so, how, 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 so you were processing that in that manner for yourself. How did mm-hmm. you manage it as a mom? I mean, did your kids keep bringing it up? I mean, you know, how did you walk them through this horrific tragedy? Um, I don't necessarily know that I walked them through it so much. I mean, I definitely wasn't afraid to cry in front of them and they knew mm-hmm. why I was so fragile. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also think it's, you heal faster when you let it out. (laughs) Good point. Um, that's what I have found with myself, um, with everything. So, so it sounds like you giving yourself permission to process your grief authentically, even Mm -hmm. in front of your children is how you manage to get through this situation. Yeah. And my husband, I mean, my husband knew that I was a mess and he was very protective um, and supportive. And my, obviously my parents too, but 
yeah um the kids knew I was very sad and even now like Thursday night I texted Kaylee and I said tomorrow is my very sad day like I <laughs> um need to go like I'm I wanted to go to bed early and she was out with a friend and I just kind of asked her to be home and she said I know because she knows what day she knows the date um she's very sensitive and so one yeah. of the ways too that you've honored this process for yourself is to acknowledge these anniversary dates and give them the respect mm -hmm. that they deserve yeah and, and it sometimes sounds, it hits you like yes sometimes it hits you on that day and sometimes it hits you like for me this year it hit me monday harder than i don't know why you just don't really know why it when it, the wave comes right um but uh we and do yeah we do honor him we have the um his family is unbelievably strong and um united and his mother quit her job um, after Jim was killed and created the James W. Foley Foundation. Um, Why don't you tell they, people about that? What is that? Um, it's a foundation that inspires moral courage. It's um, hostage advocacy. It's, they've created a curriculum, uh, the James W. Foley Safety Curricula for undergraduate and graduate students um the uh, marquette university helped create the program which is where jimmy went to um his undergrad to become um, a journalist no he went to marquette um and got his ba in history and spanish and then did teach for america and then he was at umass amherst for his master of fine arts and creative writing and then he went to the Medell School of Journalism at Northwestern. Um, wow! To get his yeah what Master polished, of Arts there. Just yeah. a polished young man who yeah. was following his sole purpose and totally devoted to it, and ended yeah. up and then he being kind of beheaded by people yeah. who yeah, I mean, good lord, huh? So yeah, Michelle, you He's know, an one amazing thing, human. Yeah. And are there, there's like a run every year for him. Is that correct? Yeah, I was going to mention that too. So the foundation, um, so the foundation and the one there's um, every, they started the freedom run, fully freedom run. That's in, um, you can do it virtually or oh. you can do it in, yeah, there's a lot of people all around the world that who can't make it to New Hampshire for the actual event. Um, you can do a virtual um and they send you the t-shirts and you people send pictures of, of them doing either running or walking the 5k and um, all honoring Jim. And it's quite, quite special. A lot of my classmates um, go and it's just like a time out of the year where we get to see each other and see the Foley's and his siblings and their kids and, you know. It's, it's, so everybody, um, you, everybody unites and raises money and yep. supports this uh, foundation for Jim. Yep. And yep. again, how can people find out about those two things? Um, you just, um, if you go on the James W. Foley Legacy, if you look up James W. Foley Legacy Foundation, you should be able to click on the, um, you know, 
open the website and the run is a part of that, but you can read all about the foundation and all the amazing work that, um, the Foley's are doing in um, honor of their son. And you can sign up for the run. Um, and that is in October around Jimmy's birthday. So I think it's, I think it's the 14th this year. But it would be amazing if anyone's interested to support that foundation and um, help them continue to do the work they're doing to keep journalists safe. Yeah. I want to thank again, Michelle, for joining us. Uh, sharing the way that she has coped with love and loss. And I also want to let people know that Michelle has written a chapter in a book called Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. It is inspiring stories by 21 authors and curated by me, uh, Robin Alexis. That book will be available September 11th. And thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on and telling us how you as a woman, a mother, a wife, and a friend coped with love and loss. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks, Robin. It's an honor to be on your show. I am Joy Ayer, and I am so happy to be sponsoring Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am also a producer of the upcoming film, Eye of the Orca, with Tower 15 Productions. Award-winning filmmaker Callie Gilbert invited me to join her, and now I am inviting you to join us, too. Visit tower15productions.com forward slash eye of the orca to learn more. Join Mystic Radio for past lives, people, and pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. The previous program, Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis, was brought to you by Freedom with Joy. Please subscribe to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.